Blessings to you, brothers and sisters in Christ. It is a pleasure that we can come and uh, meet in this space of worship. Today being a Sunday, the day of the Lord. So ours is re really to just come before him to worship him, to praise him, but also importantly, uh, at this point now, as we share in the scriptures, we want to hear what God is saying to us, words of advice, encouragement, rebuke, whatever it is that we may be able to take away from this service. So for this month of August, we are focusing on a series of parables. So in these um, parables, we, these are the parables that define the central theme of Jesus' preaching ministry. And we know that in his ministry, Jesus was um, preaching, healing, and teaching. So from these parables, we want to explore and um, seek really what is behind the, you know, this parable of Jesus Christ in terms of the kingdom of heaven. In today's um, message, we are looking at um, the parable from Mark as we read, Mark chapter 4. In this um, parable, we actually have two parables that are in one place. But I just want to um, highlight something here about, you know, the idea or maybe the, the, the concept of parables um, in terms of the kingdom of God. If we look at some books in the Bible, in particular Dan the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel is a, a different, you know, uh, perspective about uh, the kingdom of God in which Daniel 7 looked to God to implement his kingdom in the imminent future. So for Daniel, the kingdom of God is uh, something, you know, understood as yet to come, something that is forthcoming. But in contrast, from Mark's presentation, Mark, on the other hand, declares, you know, that um, the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what Jesus, you know, says in Mark chapter 1 as he, in his first message, the kingdom of God is at hand. So I don't know what you want to make out of this, because there are two ideas, as I'm trying to raise here, that, you see, from other books, the kingdom is something that is yet to come. But in Mark, Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is at hand. So it means it is now. The kingdom of God is now. We see this um, as it is manifested in the power of God um, through Jesus, you know, exorcisms, his healing and teaching ministry. So God is, God's power is at work. So that, that's something very interesting. So when we talk about the kingdom of God, it is something that is, you know, we need to, un to understand in the now, in the present. So for Jesus Christ, as he demonstrates you know, God's kingdom, he manifests that, he expresses that in the now, in which we see in his encounter with those who were ill, demon-possessed, so he was actually acting in the now. God's power is at work now. The narrative before us, these accounts, they present before, to us two agricultural parables. Some have referred the first parable as the parable of the seed growing on its own. 
centering on the fact that a farmer does not control the crop but is to wait on nature to take its course. I find that really fascinating. That So you see, in the kingdom of God, there's a secret here. The secret is that it is not much about us. But I think we need to, 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 to appreciate that we are only vessels. We can only be you know, partners in the mission of God, but it is not very much about us. So according to this parable, um, I'll read this verse um, which says, Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. So you can see that this farmer, there is not so much you know, um, active role that he's actually engaged in. Whether he sleeps, whether he's up, he, he cannot influence this, you know, this crop to, this plant to grow. No, he cannot. He cannot. So for the central point is that it is God who accounts for growth and not us. So I think that is about the kingdom of God. So in the kingdom, you and me, we are called to be partners in God's mission. But it is God. It is God who will make things to happen. It is not us. I just want us to think even about things like the growing of the church, the growth of the church. Sometimes we struggle. Oh, the church is not growing. Oh, things are not happening. Things are not moving. For me, I think I may want to ask myself that, is it about us? From this parable, the point is that the farmer's activity cannot cause the growth of the plant. So, understandably, your witness may be weak and your efforts may seem to influence so few, or even none. But what we want to know for sure is that it is God who is behind growth and, and, and productivity. It is God. However, this does not mean that we'll stand by and do nothing. <laughs> of course, it can't be an excuse that, okay, if it is God, we'll do everything. So we'll just sit and you know, do nothing. No, that is not the idea. Because you remember that, you know, we are God's feet. We are God's hands. So in the mission of God, in the kingdom, as I said earlier, that we are vessels. God calls us to be his agents, to be his co-workers, partners with him in the mission of the kingdom. Why least we can do what we can, but God will do what God can do. I think that is very important. So for us, we sow the seed and wait upon God who controls the process to produce the harvest. The parables disclose the mysteries of the kingdom to the disciples and even to us. So that is the first parable, which is about, you know, the plant that just grows by itself. The farmer cannot do anything, but it is God. In the second parable of the mustard seed, we see a seed that will grow to produce an abundant harvest and a large sheltering bush. The seed is so small that you could not see it in the palm of your hand, yet the bush is 10 to 12 feet tall. Isn't that amazing? Small, that very, very tiny seed. So the, the, the Bible passage says it is the smallest seed, but uh, however, you know, Scientific observation argues that the mustard seed is actually not the smallest of all the seeds. 
um, I discovered that the orchid seed is actually smaller. Anyway, that is not for us to argue or debate. Um, what is important for us is that here the, the deliberate theme or subject is to emphasize the smallness of the new messianic community in Jesus' time. The smallness. I think we know and we remember from the church history that you know, the Christian organization started as a very small community. You know, the apostles, they went out witnessing. So it grew and grew and grew and grew. So this is the parable of the mustard seed, which highlights to us that in this parable, um, Christianity started with a very small beginnings, but yet it grew into a worldwide community of believers, the mustard seed. So we can see the mystery, how God is at work, how the power of the Holy Spirit is at work, growing, you know, mass, massive, mass numbers, multiplication, and the, the, you know, the, the community grew and grew and grew. So sometimes we may think, oh, my faith is weak, oh, I think I cannot influence uh, people so much, but uh, I think that is not for us. Your faith, no matter how small, can join with that of others to accomplish great things. The smallness of the mustard seed, as we saw this morning, is a perfect model for the growth of the church. Friends, the secret of the kingdom, it is God who is at work. It is the Holy Spirit who is at work through us. So let us go, as we are reminded, to do what we can, and God will do what God can. Amen.